How much would your life change if you knew every single time someone told you a lie? Even if that someone was you. Lies like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you can't own a business, and you definitely will never make more than you did in your old corporate job. Get ready to be proactive, passionate, productive, and oh so profitable in a way you've never before experienced by opening your eyes to the big fat lies. Now, here's the host of Big Fat Lies, business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Today is Friday and it's time for Big Fat Lies. And I'm so glad you joined me today. Of all days, if this is your first time uh, joining me for Big Fat Lies, Big Fat Lies is all about the big fat lies that we tell ourselves about how we need to live our lives. And so one of the big fat lies is that you have to be a nice person person. You have to be so nice. You have to be so freaking nice. And so today I'm here to give you permission to have a different point of view. And I'm going to share with you the big fat lie of being nice and why it's actually bad for your health. So we're going to go 55 minutes today on Big Fat Lies on Inspired Choices Network. And if you are a brand new listener, wherever you're listening, I want to see brand new listener, hashtag brand new listener in the chat. And if you are a regular consumer of Big Fat Lies, I want to see hashtag regular in the chat wherever you are. So I know what platform is predominant for this show because my producers here at Inspired Choices Network have me everywhere and I would love to hang out in the places that you are hanging out so feel free to comment wherever you are uh, whatever points of view that you have about being nice (laughs) and whether that's actually working for you like is being nice working for you So the reason why I wanted to talk about this show is because, well, one, I've spent so much of my life trying to be a nice person. And the truth is, I'm not all that nice. (laughs) I have a deep level of integrity And I am a very healing person. I have a huge heart. I love people. I love them. And so if I spend a lot of time trying to be nice to them, trying to like blow smoke up their ass, make sure everything's going well in their life, what happens is I don't get to live my life. I don't get to spend time with the people who are the correct people for me. Now, the correct people for me in most cases are people who've spent way too much of their life trying to be nice to the incorrect people. And so probably you're thinking to yourself, well, correct people, incorrect people, what does that actually look like, sound like, feel like? Well, the correct people for you, like I have a ton of different shows, but If you know what your human design profile is, uh, if you know what your energy type is, and there are a bunch of them, then the correct people for you will be very, very clear 
to me. I use human design and gene keys in my work with people. And what I have found, what I've developed is a just sort of a deep level of wisdom, like a GPS inside my heart about who the correct people are for my clients to be working with. In most cases, they're business owners. And the reason why is because it's a little bit more difficult for employees to, you know, dedicate that these are the type of people that they're going to work with. And, you know, even people who are business owners have difficulty being selective at the beginning. You know, sometimes they're like, oh, I don't really want to pick a niche because I want to work with everybody. And the truth is, if you want to work with everybody, you can't work with anybody because you haven't polarized your message. You haven't been clear. You're being nice to all the wrong people. And I do laugh a lot because it's so ironic. Oh, my God. The idea of being too nice is so freaking ironic. But we've all met those people. We've met two nice people. Like, I remember at the beginning of my career, I went to this, like, consciousness event. Like, I flew all the way to India to go to this seven-day consciousness event. and like I was doing a lot of work at that event and it was like art imitating life. And for me, art imitating life is the very thing that you're working on will be the very thing that repels people. And I remember sitting at a table and there were people at the table who I wanted to know, who I was like, ooh, you know, who I looked up to. And I ended up like blurting out something and I basically cleared the whole table, like within the next five minutes, everybody fucking left because of, you know, just me being basically obnoxious because I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be popular. I was trying to be interesting. And so know that for yourself, the very thing that you're working on, the very thing that you're transmuting will be the thing. It'll be the thing. So today, if you want to work on being nice and how, you know, being nice always comes around to bite you right in your juicy behind, then I would highly recommend that you stick around. I highly recommend that you grab something to write on, grab a pen, grab a tablet, uh, grab something to drink and sit down and just relax for the next little while. We've got 50 minutes left in the show. And these shows always go by so quickly. They just go by so quickly. And if something that I said changes something for you, then that's really the reason why I'm here. In my human design chart, the number one thing that I'm here to be and do is to speak in the present about what's going on in the dissonance field. Like whatever's not working for you, I can see it very, very clearly. And for a lot of us, I'm going to include myself in this, being nice is the very last thing that our clients need us to be, our friends need us to be, our family needs us to be. You know, being nice is not actually fucking helpful. It's not. And so, you know, if that's something you're like, wow, I've just been too nice. 
I've been too accommodating. I've been too helpful and it's not working. Then today's show is absolutely for you. And, you know, if at the end of today's show, you want to know more about me, I tend to work with business owners in burnout. And so the burnout might be a health crisis. It might be a profitability crisis. It might be, you know, who you're working with. And, you know, it also might be your relationships. And so sometimes people come to me and they're like, I'm having a profitability crisis. And it turns out to be something completely different. And so, you know, those four places, I do have a lot of acumen and I do have a lot of tools that I can share with you to transmute all of that into something that's way more fun, way more profitable and keeps you in your genius 80, 90, 100% of the time. So that's what I do. So before we get started in the meat of the show, I just really, really want you to step into, like, what is it? What is it that you've been told over and over and over again that you're genius at? Like, where is your wisdom? Where's your wisdom? And I want you to sort of, you know, grab it out of the ethers and pull it down into your heart, into your body. Like where is your actual wisdom? And think about it for yourself. Even say that out loud. And thank you for the people who are just joining us in the studio audience. Uh, every Friday afternoon at one o'clock Pacific, I'm over on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Find the, the chat room tab and jump into the chat room. And then go into the Zoom link Friday afternoon at one o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And, you know, so where is your actual wisdom? What do you know that nobody else knows? And where is that located in your body? Is it located, you know, in your intellect? Is it located in your voice? Is it located in your heart? Is it located in your gut? You know, are you a real powerhouse? Like, do you help people get done, get things done faster when they're with you? Or are you the efficient person that everybody wants to plug into? And so the reason why I'm asking is because when we know where our wisdom comes from, then when somebody wants us to do something for them, you know, because all of this niceness, like I really feel for myself, I really pick up all the places and spaces where I could do something for someone faster and easier and with way more clarity and way less bullshit than they can do themselves. I just, you know, when they're telling me about their problems or telling me about the thing that's not working for them, I always know what they need to do next. I just do. And uh, so it's actually hard for me to keep it zipped, you know, so this show is actually really great because I get to, you know, for 55 minutes, I get to blather on about what I'm picking up off the psychic Wi-Fi. And right now there's just so much niceness, you know, people being so freaking nice to one another and they don't have to be. And it's not beneficial 
It's actually not beneficial. When people can be clear with one another, when people can have great boundaries with one another, when people are not just giving away their talents for free, um, there's so much more available. There's just so much more available. And so how do you know if being nice is affecting your health? How do you know? So some of the things that I notice, and I'm going to, you know, go more into this after the break, but some of the things that I notice are, are just these basic things happening in your health. Like maybe you're starting to gain weight more easily. So there's like some inflammation happening in your body that may be causing you to gain weight more easily than you normally would. Maybe there's some inflammation in your body that is causing pain or, you know, causing you to have, you know, gurgly guts and, you know, just sort of the symptoms of inflammation. And so one of those things, the symptoms of, I mean, you can even just like look it up. What are the symptoms of inflammation? And I'll tell you, it's pain in your body. It's pain in your joints. And it's also weight gain. And so those inflammation can be your body resisting how much energy that you're using to keep yourself as nice. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Your body's like, we're not all that nice. We're not all that nice. We're just not all that nice. And that doesn't mean that you are going to turn into a complete dragon, that you're going to piss people off everywhere, but it may be, it may be that you will piss some people off. You will annoy some people and that's okay because those are the people who are dedicated to you not having your mission on this planet. They're just dedicated. They're like, I need you to help me. I need you to be nice to me. I need you to look after me. I need you to make sure that everything's great for me. And it could be your kids. <laughs> it could be. I was telling my show producer that I've had my son's derelict car in my yard for like months. And he has said, oh, I'm looking after getting it towed away. I'm looking after it. And was he? I don't know. But uh, yesterday, no, day before yesterday, I decided that that derelict car needed to be out of my yard because I'm fancy and I do not have a derelict car in my yard. That doesn't work for me. And so I phoned one place and got the information that they couldn't take it. And then I phoned another place and they were like, oh, yeah, we can come and pick it up tomorrow if you have these two pieces of paperwork. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get these two pieces of paperwork. So I texted my son. He brought those two pieces of paperwork home and the car is gone. It's gone. <laughs> so we are heading into our second or our first break here. So after the break, I'm going to talk more about how being nice is affecting your health and how you will know with some more symptoms and some more things that you can do to make sure that being nice isn't the thing that puts you into chronic fatigue or something really horrible. And so please join me after the break. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis. This is Big Fat Lies on the Inspired Choices Network. 
Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that? How did that feel? What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis, stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to Jennifer at jenniferkramerlewis.com. Oh my goodness, you guys. So before the break, we were talking about how I was trying to be nice and not harass my son about getting this derelict car out of my yard. <laughs> when I really actually needed to just probably be a bitch and just get it done. And so it took me basically like 10 minutes to get this derelict car organized to be hauled away. And so thinking about that for yourself, like, how much of your precious time is being devoted to being nice, being patient, being helpful, being anything other than yourself? I think about that, like, how much of it? Like, and then also, like, maybe we should go into a percentile. Like, what percent of your time is being spent being nice, <laughs> being helpful, being anything other than you. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, there's still 30% of my time or maybe 30% of my time right now. And so what if we could transmute that? What if we could transmute it? Like just actually change the energy so that you start to notice how much of your precious time is being used or your energy is being used being nice like it's so funny um you know when people are texting you and or for me like i feel sometimes that i should oh i got to get back to that person i got to get back to that person and it doesn't actually matter like whenever I get back to them, whenever I have time to get back to them is more of what is correct for me. 
like, cause you know, like you look at my chart, like there's no, there's nothing in my chart that says, oh, this is a very nice person. It's actually, she's pretty freaking fierce. She's got a lot of power. She's got a lot of power to help people change things. She's got a lot of power to change things for herself. And so thinking about it, when I took over that car, I was like 10 minutes, maybe even nine or eight minutes. And then uh, the next day, the guy came and picked up the car and he couldn't like he was like, oh, I don't even know if I can get my tow truck up to up the driveway. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, there's no way that tow truck isn't coming to get that car. And so I told him I was actually in a meeting. So I was like, okay, I'm in a meeting. Just come through these two doors if you need me. And there was a part of it where he was like, I can't get this car. And because I didn't engage and I wasn't nice and I wasn't helpful, he actually had to get the car out of my yard. <laughs> it was so perfect. It was so perfect. I think about that for yourselves. Like how many times have you been overly helpful and it actually came and bit you right in the behind? You know, people are like, oh, you're overly helpful. Well, now I'm going to turn over this entire project to you. And it's so freaking tempting. It's so tempting to be helpful. It's so tempting. And, you know, what if we turned on the energy of being helpless? Like if, if you have this energy of being helpful, like maybe the pendulum has swung way too far in one direction. Like I talk about this on my show all the time, like homeostasis is kind of like the pendulum on a, um, on a grandfather clock. And so sometimes the pendulum swings way over here where you're so freaking helpful that everybody expects everything to be solved by you. And they're not all that grateful for it. You know, and one of my frequencies is recognition. So if I don't get recognized for the magic or the alchemy or the transmutation, then I'm actually in the wrong room, <laughs> just in the wrong room with the wrong people. And so like, it's, it's not even uh it's not even a judgeable offense. So just notice that for yourself. If like one of your primary love languages is, is recognition, then, and the people can't give it to you, then you're just in the wrong room, aren't you? You just are. And so that doesn't even matter. You're like, oops, I got off the bus at the wrong station. And so being helpful or being nice or doing the things that are a nice thing to do, if that's not working for you, if you're not receiving the recognition that you're supposed to have or that fills your heart, if you're not having, you know, for me, one of my things that fills my heart is adventures. And uh, so I just don't really want any adventures in being nice. I've had all the adventures in being nice that I need to have. And so I'm recommending to you that being nice isn't a really great bus stop to get off on. And so sometimes being nice can be being helpful. And so if you let this pendulum swing way over to the other side to being helpless, 
then what can happen is people can have to pick up their own slack. And what does that do? It gives you more of your own energy back, especially if you cut the cords. So if you have a really great cord cutting exercise or meditation that you do, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I highly recommend that you search up some cord cutting meditations or even just send me a message wherever you're listing, like what are some good cord cutting meditations that you know of? Because it's so important, especially with the people that we love, especially with the people that we care about. If we have an addiction to being nice or, you know, just like an unconscious big fat lie of being nice, then what can happen is it becomes bigger than you and it eats up your precious time your precious resources your precious wisdom and you're here to be wise you're here to you know like you get that right being wise is so much more valuable than being nice <laughs> it just is it's like not even being smart being wise with your time being wise with your resources is so much more valuable than being nice and just allow that to just even sink into your cells like notice the places where you are already wise you know, like streetwise, bookwise, whatever kind of wise you are, like even owning it, owning where you are wise, and then starting to really like almost painfully notice, like when I was sitting at that table, painfully noticing that I had cleared the whole table all by myself. And so what I did when I noticed that I had, you know, I was talking about this previously, what I did was I actually put myself in timeout. I went back to my room and luckily nobody was in my room. I had a roommate at this, uh, at this event and I just sat down somewhere comfortable and I just witnessed in my mind, the places where I was trying to be nice, trying to be popular, trying to be interesting. And I just sat with myself you know, sat in my dirty diaper and really just was conscious about like, what was my intent with that? You know, because when you're trying to be nice, in most cases, the intent is not clean. It's just not. <laughs> you want people to like you, you want to be interesting, you want to be well thought of, you want to be popular, you know, that's not clean guys it's just not and you know this can be something that you have learned from generation after generation after generation after generation so when you notice to yourself wow I have a lot of generations of super nice people who don't have clean intent it's just not clean and so what do you do about that well what I would recommend is you know, like I'm always recommending writing lists on this show, like the power of lists is just like, God, that's probably going to be my best selling novel or, uh, you know, self-help book is the power of lists. But here's one list is, you know, what do I want from other people? Like, what do I want from them? 
And so do you want to be popular? Do you want to be well thought of? Do you want people to listen to you? Do you want people to pay attention to you? Do you want people to recognize you? Like, what do you want? And so everything that you want can become a big hole in your aura, big hungry hole in your heart. And so if you want it, to want something means to lack it. So if you want it, if you're hungry for it, acknowledging what you want is probably one of the bigger things that people can do in this lifetime. Acknowledging what you want. And without any judgment, just write it down. Write 100 things that you want. Write 200 things that you want. Write 500 things that you want. And just be super clear. I want these things. And, you know, to want them means to lack them. And if you honestly lack them, then you just honestly lack them. And to sit with that list, you know, like I was saying, I was sitting in my hotel room and, you know, just sitting in my own dissonance field. And I think it's really, really important to just sit in your own dissonance field. And, you know, if you don't know what a dissonance field is, you know, go ahead and message me or text me or put a comment. Like, what's your best description of a dissonance field? Because I could take a whole show to talk about that. But basically, it's everything that's painful in your heart, everything that's painful in your aura, everything that's painful in every relationship that you've ever had, past, present, and future, is your dissonance field. And it can be that it's something that you want that hasn't been delivered to you yet by you or anyone else. And sometimes we can't recognize what we want until we actually get down to the brass tacks of what we freaking want. So after the break, I'm going to talk to you about what to do with that I want list. And so you're going to want to join me after the break. We are on the Inspired Choices Network. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, and this is Big Fat Lies. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that? How did that feel? What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to Jennifer at jenniferkramerlewis.com. Oh my goodness, you guys. I can totally feel you getting triggered by this content. So anybody who makes it past the halfway mark of this show, you are ready. You're ready to transmute this being nice, this big stinking pile of being nice. And so at this point in the show, I want to talk to you about Buddhist beginner's mind. So Buddhist beginner's mind is basically, you know, like you have the big stinking swirling toilet bowl of your list of everything that you want, that, you know, you just want it. <laughs> and it doesn't matter why you want it. It doesn't matter like who didn't deliver this to you. It doesn't matter if you can't deliver this to you. You know, just for example, I talk a lot on this show about this, you know, this vision that I have of myself uh, going to Mongolia with my adult sons and, you know, going on a horseback riding adventure and staying in yurts and, you know, eating Mongolian food and, you know, meeting Mongolian people and, you know, maybe even going into Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan uh, and flying eagles there. And that they like do horseback hunting with eagles. And just like my heart is like, and, you know, because somebody might think, oh my goodness, Jennifer, like, isn't that something for somebody who's 25 to do? Well, no, (laughs) not according to me, you know, I'm in pretty good shape and, you know, rode horses for years and years and years. And so I, uh, going on that adventure but have I delivered that to myself yet no is it still on my list of things that I want in this lifetime absolutely however Buddhist beginner's mind Buddhist beginner's mind so what is Buddhist beginner's mind it is where you just basically take a Mr. Clean magic eraser and just erase all of the sort of trauma, drama, blame, shame, regret, guilt, anger, rage, fury, hate, you know, all of those low resonating frequencies out of your energetic field, out of your body, out of your past, out of your present, out of your future. Now, this is something that you learn when you work with me, but just let's pretend you already know how to do this and just like clean it all out clean it all out. You know, it's like cleaning out the trunk of your car. (laughs) Get rid of all the receipts, get rid of all the bags, you know, just clean it. And Buddhist beginner's mind gives us permission to start again, just with a clear slate, clean slate. And you're allowed to want what you want. But I will tell you a lot of the things on your list are programmed with, if I am a nice person, then I can have this. If I am a nice person, then I can have this. However, you know, the big fat lie is that you actually know what all of this programming is. 
because you don't, because it's in your body and it's completely unconscious. So all of the consciousness work that you've done so far, all of the consciousness work that you will do in the future, will it work? Or do you need to actually work with someone? And, you know, if you know that you need to work with someone, and in most cases you do, you cannot get to your unconscious by yourself. That is such a big fat fucking lie. You're like, but I've been listening to all of these free meditations. Okay. Now are the free meditations triggering you? Because <laughs> in many cases, you have to be triggered. There has to be someone at the switchboard who is aware, who cares, who isn't worried about being nice, who's worried more, I don't worry, who is more concerned with being effective, being effective, not being nice. God, I spent so many years trying to be nice to people who had no business being anywhere near me. You know, like it just, for me, when I work with my clients, I'm like, oh my God, why are you letting those people near you? And they're like, oh, but I've known them all this time, but I'm related to them, but I'm married to them. <laughs> oh, okay. And then there's like a complete reprogramming that needs to happen where what is unconscious becomes conscious so then we can start to have a look at it and then it'll try to go unconscious again it's like fishing you're like oh shit I thought I had that thing on the line so I can pull it aboard the boat and have a look at it and maybe bonk it over the head and eat it for dinner it's really really important to know that when anything in your life has been around for three months or longer then it becomes a holding pattern it becomes a holding pattern. It's so funny. Um, there's a man who used to have a show on the network, Dr. Ron Johnner, and him and I were having the best conversation. And he was talking about like, if you have trauma in your life for any more than 90 days, then it can become post-traumatic stress disorder. And then, you know, good luck getting it. Good luck getting it. You won't ever get it by yourself. And I've already pissed you off already with some of the things that I'm saying. So I might as well just continue to piss you off. But it's super freaking important for you to get help. Now, what does that help look like? Well, what kind of help have you had before? You know, people are like, ooh, counseling. You should get counseling. Okay, have you had counseling before? And was it effective? Was it effective? Now, I did a show, I guess maybe about a month ago, where me and um, Isha Patel were on together. She was my guest. And we were talking about how, you know, like counseling isn't all that effective for a lot of people because the unconsciousness of the things that you're working with are actually stored in your body. It's in your body. So your conscious mind isn't going to like go fishing in your unconscious and like pull that unconscious carp into the boat. You can't, 
you know, so it needs to be energy work. It needs to be facilitation. It needs to be, you know, what I really love about human design and gene keys is it really shows what your wounding is. And, you know, when you can be like brutally honest with yourself and know what your wounding is, like mine is denial. <laughs> so good luck being conscious of all of the things that I'm in denial about. You know, I'm always working with like two, three coaches at the same time. And, you know, I've been working with coaches for years and years. And so some of them are like, been working with me on my stuff for years and years. And, you know, I can trust them to be completely honest with me. I can trust them to sit with me in my dissonance field. And so that's super important. You know, people are like, well, you know, can I just talk to my friends about this? Yeah. But how long have you been talking to your friends about it? And are you expecting your friends to be unpaid therapists? And are your friends being nice to you when listening to your problems over and over and over again? And how clean is that? Do you actually want your friends to be that nice to you? Do you? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, has your friend's pendulum swung too far? over into like super freaking helpful, we'll listen to all of your problems? Or is it time for your friends to be released so that they don't actually have to help you? And so I'm not recommending that you work with me. I do have a very interesting skill set that includes the body a ton in what we do. So if we're working on your business, your body really has a point of view about your business. You know, like I tend to work with people who have fatigue because they've been working with the wrong people. They have the wrong business model and, you know, they're probably way too nice and, you know, they haven't adjusted their pricing and the pricing model and their delivery model. Like we just rip everything apart and start from scratch, like Buddhist beginner's mind super freaking important in business. Like, hmm, what are you really here to be and do? You know, because it could be ages ago, somebody gave you this information, like, oh, you're really great at this thing. And, um, you know, just for example, years ago, I was in real estate and real estate management. And it's a horrible profession. Like nobody phones the manager to say, oh, my God, you're doing a great job like almost nobody. So anytime I had somebody phone me and tell me that I was doing a great job, I would give them my boss's email address and ask them, you know what, I am so grateful that you called me, but you know what would be even better is my poor boss is like completely suicidal because nobody ever sends him an email that's nice. And if you could please send him an email and let him know that you really enjoyed the service that you were getting, that would just save his life. And they would. And so, you know, in most cases, they would CC me too. So I used to just print out those emails. Like I had a, what I called my wall of fame. And I would print out those emails just in case I was suicidal because it wasn't a great job. You know, I'm way too sensitive to work in that industry. So thinking about you, like 
if the industry that you're working in isn't in your genius, then you need to have somebody who's not going to be nice to you. You need to have somebody who is going to tell you the honest truth. And I hear that over and over again. You know, Jennifer, I need you to help me with this because I know you're going to be honest with me. I know you have a deep level of integrity. I know you're not going to worry about hurting my feelings. You're going to give me the information that I need in order to be able to make a dynamic pivot in my life so that I can have the money that I want, have the privilege that I want, have the power that I want, whatever's on your want list. I want to know what's on your want list because one of the things I'm really good at is helping you get what you want. And I don't really care what's on your want list. Sometimes I'll be, oh, I want that too. And I'll write it on my want list. We can shop off each other's lists. Why not? And so after the break, I am going to wrap this up and I do have an invitation for you. So I would love for you to join me after the break. This is Big Fat Lies. We're talking about why being nice is bad for your health and what you can do about it. And so if you're just joining us on the live, you're going to want to scroll back and listen to this show from the beginning. It's been a complete download. I can't wait to listen to it myself. And uh, yeah, wow, this is a big fat live show. My name is Jennifer Kramer Lewis, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. Join me after the break. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew I shouldn't do that? How did that feel? What did you make that mean about you? Business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis stands for you being deliciously ambitious, passionately productive, oh so profitable, and creating a life that is truly delightful in every area. Tune in to Big Fat Lies every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to open your eyes to the big fat lies that are keeping business owners from being the bright shining beacons they came here to be. This is Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send a question or comment to jennifer at jenniferkramerlewis.com. Oh my goodness. Welcome back, you guys. So I want to remind you again, we go live every Friday at one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern Standard Time for Big Fat Lies. And Big Fat Lies is dedicated to opening your eyes to the big fat lies that are stopping you from being so happy, so healthy, and so wealthy in your life and in your business. And so today we talked about how the very thing that you're working on. So if you're working on being nice, it's going to be the thing that's going to bite you right in your behind. And I invited you to know, like, where is your actual wisdom? It's not what you can see. It's not what you can hear. It's not what you can deliver. And in many cases, being nice doesn't actually help you tap into your wisdom. And so that might be something that you're like, ooh, where is my wisdom? Might even want to journal, like where is my actual wisdom? And so 
how about efficiency? Like living your life as an efficient being. Like I was telling a story earlier about how it took me like basically seven minutes to get my son's derelict car out of my driveway. And, you know, it was taking him months and months. He was like, oh, I went to this program and that program. I even was so funny. Uh, it was going to cost $200 to have the car towed away. And uh, I actually ended up, the car was towed away for free and I got $200 for the car, but I was trying to be a nice mom. I was trying to be a good mom and just let my son handle it himself. And, you know, he was failing. <laughs> he was failing and handling this. And, you know, so it was affecting our relationship. I was like, I don't want to harass you about this car, but get it the hell out of my driveway. You know, because I'm, I'm fancy. I can't have a derelict car in my driveway. That doesn't work for me. We actually have a bed and breakfast here as well. I have my coaching. I have multiple business, but one of them is a bed and breakfast. And so we ended up moving the car into the garage. And so one of our vehicles was having to sit outside in, you know, in the snow and this derelict car <laughs> was in the garage. And so now it's gone. I did get involved and I stopped being nice about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking handle this. And so sometimes being nice is going out of your way to, you know, take over things for people and, you know, facilitate their lives and all of that. And I'm definitely not recommending that. And so I talked to you guys also about this being nice as a physiological thing that could be happening in your body. And I do notice that when people spend a lot of time being nice, they can develop inflammation in their body. And so all of the symptoms of inflammation, so that's gaining weight, getting water weight, having irritation in the body, like grinding your teeth, um, having pain in the joints, having pain in your back. It's, you know, there's physiological response to being too nice as well. So any sort of inflammation in your body <laughs> could be being too nice. And so also, I invited you guys to have a look at how much of your precious time is being devoted to being nice to people. Like it could be, like later on, I talked about, you know, how as a friend, you're expected to listen to your friends' aches and pains and, you know, like swinging way over into Helpfulville. And so I'm wondering if the pendulum has swung way too far into being nice. And what if instead of being nice, it was okay for you to not be helpful at all? Like, what if you decided, okay, well, I'm going to be helpless. I'm going to be helpless. Like maybe you could go a whole week just not helping people, not being nice and not actively being a bag, not actively being a rage demon, just being like, oh, I don't really have a lot of time for that. And that's one of the things that um, that I love to dialogue with my clients is how to stop.
stop doing the thing by having some creative boundaries with people. And, you know, a lot of our boundaries are energetic. They just are. And so when you're out of fight or flight, when you're into that parasympathetic response, it becomes easier to set boundaries with people. You know, so if somebody wants to talk to you about their problems, you have good boundaries. You're like, oh, I don't really have a whole lot of time for that today. I wonder how that's going to turn out for you. Super love you. Bye. (laughs) Because I highly recommend that it is time for your friends to be released from helping you. And also highly recommend that it is time for you to be released from helping others. You don't have to be nice. You just don't. And, you know, this big fat lie of being nice is just eating so much of your time, your talents, your genius, your capacities. And, you know, even looking at that for yourself, the people that you invite to work with you in your business, the people that you invite to coach you or help you or facilitate you, maybe they don't have to be nice people. Maybe they have to be effective people, powerful people, people who are really great at like seeing the big picture. And so, you know, I could just, I don't really think that counseling is all that effective. I just don't. I think most of the time what happens is people have these unconscious big fat lies ruling their world absolutely ruling their world. And it's super great to actually know what they are. And so if that's something you're like, oh, I really want to know what these big fat lies are that are ruling my world, I highly recommend that you reach out to me. We can have a look at your human design chart. We can have a look at your gene keys chart. I can show you exactly what the big fat lies are. I can offer you some guidance. And if you start to live your life from the guidance that I offer you, unbelievable things can happen. Absolutely unbelievable things. Like I've had so many miracles with my clients just being aware of what the big fat lies are. So many miracles. And that's what I want to invite you to is a life that's easy where you're happy, you're healthy, and you're wealthy because you're no longer living your life according to these big fat lies. So please reach out to me wherever you are. I am there at Jennifer Kramer Lewis. And also join me next week at one o'clock Pacific for Big Fat Lies. I haven't figured out what the show is yet, but click back wherever you are on Thank you for listening to Big Fat Lies with business coach, shaman and seer, Jennifer Kramer Lewis. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain, 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, Jennifer invites you to laugh at limitation and live life delightfully by opening your eyes to the Big Fat Lies.